Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You are the consciousness of the universe. In this episode, Eckhart talks about the need for challenges. He says, without them, we would not grow in awareness. He explains the entire universe is evolving towards greater consciousness. He says beyond our individual lives, we are connected to something vital and vast. In our highest form, Eckhart believes we are the consciousness of the universe expressing itself. Every animal develops their particular power because of challenges. They need the challenges and then the, through the challenges they develop certain powers of like extreme speed and they all have a high degree of alertness. The animal needs the, its own alertness. It's very different from the presence that arises in humans. That a higher, it is a higher level of consciousness, but it's the same consciousness. The animal is very present and alert because if the animal were not present and alert, it, it would have become extinct a long time ago. And then, of course, when they say they're not alert, then they find a safe place, and then they're totally at rest. And they're not thinking about their problems because that's not, they haven't reached the level of consciousness that produces problems. <laughs> they are below problems. <laughs> and your destiny is not to regress to a level of consciousness <laughs> below problems by becoming stupid because that's not where the evolution, the evolution is going. The evolution is going towards greater consciousness. The, you rise above the problems, you don't fall below your problems, you begin to rise above your problems, and then the problems, certain problems are still there, but also, yes, challenges continue to come, but because the way in which you deal with the challenges is now suddenly very different, you no longer complain about them, you no longer have an underlying assumption that these things should not be happening to you, this should not be happening. No, you see it for what it is. It's one of the many challenges of life that come and come and come. So you no longer have this assumption that there is something wrong with your life because of this. You can also look, see through the delusion of, of things that you see online. You, you begin to realize that what people post on Facebook is an illusory image of who they are. You no longer think, oh, look, the, their life is so great because look how the great meals that they have and send photos of and they're, and they're always happy. <laughs> look where I am. 
and 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 they look so good. Their face is just so unblemished that they. Because of course, it's a. It's you. You have to remind yourself that these are technical things that you can use. You can overexpose the face so much that you don't even recognize who is there. You just see the big eyes, <laughs> and everybody looks beautiful like that. They did it to me too. We had photographers done, <laughs> and I just couldn't get rid of these photos that we need new photos. But every photographer, when you get the photos, has done something to your face. It's crazy. <laughs> so. <laughs> so the the challenge is you, there's no longer the expectation that the world is here to make you happy. It's not. Oh, that's that's a big relief. I thought it was here to make me happy. <laughs> so I don't need to complain anymore because it's it's pointless to complain about something that is not that is actually it's meant to be like that. Why? Okay. And then the. Suddenly, all the challenges that come no longer transformed into heavy problem making. Not only that, because only part of the challenges of life come from out so seemingly outside of you, or through other people and events and things that happen. And a, gr a very great part of challenges actually come from your own mind. And that is, I would suggest, the greater part of challenges in your life are not through external events, although yes, they also happen, but the greater part of challenges is the unobserved mind. What your mind is doing and saying about your life, the narrative in your mind, and the dysfunction of your mind, the misinterpretations of everything in your mind when you, as we mentioned earlier, when you look at life through the conditioning of your mind, the veil of the conditioning, the narrative, and you cannot separate what is from your interpretation of what is. And, and suddenly you realize, okay, this is, here, here is the challenge and you're not complaining anymore. You're just looking at it and facing it. And you become more alert through every challenge that arises. Even the little ones, like your flight is cancelled, you arrive at the airport, it's a little challenge. Or you, you stumble and you fall and you break something, it's a, a little bit bigger challenge. But, but they're all, the mechanism behind the reactivity is the same. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So first you can start with little things, little things that go wrong. Flight is cancelled. 
It's cancelled. Nobody's telling you what's happening. And there are 50 people angry all around you. So you're either drawn into that or you just, okay. Because you see it as, oh, it's a sign for me to be alert. It's an opportunity for intensified presence. And then you become actually intelligent for the first time. Become t you access a, one could say, higher intelligence. And then if, right, if a certain action is possible in that moment, you take action. And it'll be right. It's not reactive. It's action, but not reaction. And if no action is possible, you're simply in a state of complete surrender and you feel great. Just, And maybe you sit there for two hours and still nothing has happened. And then perhaps you go and go to a hotel or you sleep on this chair. And it's not, it's no longer creates a problem in the conventional sense of the word. It's not, it no longer creates an unhappy entity that is you. It creates more alertness. And I have had accounts of people who were given a very uh, serious prognosis when they went to see their doctor. And usually the case is that when the doctor tells you something that might imply th that there is not much time left for you. That's a terrible thing when you believe that your life has, is not complete yet, that there's so much more that you wanted to do, that you could do, but you may not be able to do it. So usually the first reaction would be very great suffering. And, but in some people, that also has crea created, I've had quite a few accounts of people who suddenly became intensely alert and present. They, they, they refused to leave the present moment because they realized either through coming into contact with this or some other similar teaching or intuitively, without having any guidance, they realized if I leave the present moment, I become unhappy. If I go just a few months into the future where I may not be here anymore, or the body, or me, or whatever, I become unhappy. So they got just totally present and suddenly feel a sense of not only great alertness, but almost elation. There was an account a few years ago of a, unfortunately I've forgotten his name, a British musician, relatively well known, but not world famous. And he was given, he was only believed in his 30s or early 40s. He was given this diagnosis the, that he would only have another year to live. And, but this was an unusual case. He reported, he told that in an interview, he walked out of the doctor's office and he, without going through the stage of suffering first, he immediately experienced, without having read any spiritual book, he immediately realized this arising of very intense alive sense of aliveness. And he lived completely in the present moment, suddenly started living completely in the present moment. And then he said in the interview, he thought, why didn't I do this before? Why did I wait for this? And he felt not, you can't call it, it's not happiness what he felt, it's not happiness, that's a superficial thing. Something deeper than happiness, he felt, life itself, 
the joy of life that is deeper than happiness or unhappiness, when perhaps even to call it joy is not quite right, that in the, an intensified sense of aliveness. And what is that? What is that intensified sense of aliveness? And what happened? Why did he, or anybody to whom something like that happens, why do they suddenly feel that and they didn't have it before? Because time was removed from them. There was no more time, no future. And without future, the ego cannot survive. The, the sense of self, the egoic sense of self needs future and it needs past. It's built, it's built, it's, it's up through the past and it needs future for its, uh, its fulfillment and of course ultimate destruction, but that's the ego doesn't want to talk about that. <laughs> so the ego got, got destroyed through that very quickly. And so it, it has happened to people who've lost everything, who've had, who were involved in huge natural disasters or man-made disasters. Uh, not to every, it doesn't happen to everybody. Some people remain stuck in terrible suffering. But these, it's always an opportunity for, for true spiritual awakening. And so, but you have come here now because you no longer need You've done the stage of suffering. So suffering place, it still may still be important because it will intensify your presence when it comes. But you don't need suffering as such because you are voluntarily inviting the state of presence into your life. It, it begins to manifest through you. And then the challenges that happen also do not remain, are not the same that they were when you were unconscious and continuously reacting angrily or despondently uh, in, an, in a very unhappy way where you actually, through the dysfunctional reaction, what you do, you amplify every challenge that happens in your life. When you cannot face it for what it simply is, when you build up a huge narrative around it, you amplify it. So let's go back to a very simple thing. Your flight is cancelled at the airport uh, and you, you become take, get taken over by reactive mode. You walk up to the counter, you start shouting at the employee. How dreadful this airline. It's your, you should be, you should make sure that your clients are, you should, and you build it up. So the, what before was a relatively small thing, through your reactivity, you amplify it. And what often happens then, the other person amplifies it back, and you get huge drama. And then they call the police, and you're dragged away. <laughs> <laughs> one often reads about people, especially these days in planes, perhaps because the seats are so <laughs> narrow. So many people get very unconscious on planes and they start making a scene and shouting and then they have, the plane has to land somewhere and they have to be taken off the plane. And this is a typical example of how something that was a little challenge you, you had to sit in this very confined space for two, three hours, okay, and you had to sit there, but 
their level of consciousness, perhaps through excessive intake of alcohol, <laughs> became even lower than it would be normally. And then they, the little challenge becomes amplified so much that they end up in prison. <laughs> and, and this is just one example of how in human interaction, how humans, uh, they, they amplify the challenges and then they get amplified back and then sometimes even more humans participate in it. And then you get violence and warfare and it's just the same thing. It happens in one individual, it starts and then it spreads. And so the way in which you deal with challenges then changes, no longer reactive. And when you no longer amplify the challenge, what tends to happen, and this is almost like a little miracle, it dissipates much more quickly and becomes transformed into something else. When you no longer fight it, then very often, very quickly, something else happens, some helpful circumstance that suddenly you say, oh, that's great. Or either something else arises to compensate for what just happened. Sometimes something even better arises if something is taken away from you. So the flight is cancelled and then, who knows, somebody says, oh, I have a private jet, come and join me. <laughs> it's, it's a little far-fetched, but... <laughs> and of course you wouldn't get in a private jet because it's bad for the environment, so don't go there. <laughs> So, <laughs> so if you have a different relationship with the challenges of life, they dissipate more quickly, and if they don't dissipate, they become transformed into something different and helpful. Instead of amplifying them, you help transform them it's through your state of consciousness. So although I'm saying that challenges continue to come at you even as you become more and more present. That is true, but it is also true that they dissolve more quickly. And what is also true is even if they don't dissolve, they no longer make you unhappy. You no longer have an unhappy identity, an unhappy sense of self. And that's a great relief when you're no longer deriving your sense of who you are from this unhappy sense of self. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And if you look at humans, not, not humans who are here, but normal humans, 
when you look at normal humans, you often see that their, their basic identity is a very unhappy one. And quite a few are just waiting for the next thing to be unhappy about. They look at you and they, do, they want some kind of reaction so that they can get angry. They are, as somebody once put it, a grievance in search of a cause. <laughs> so it, it's not the cause that causes the grievance. The grievance is already part of their sense of identity. <laughs> and of course, if, you, if a grievance is part of your sense of identity, you find causes continuously. <laughs> Especially if you start reading stuff online. <laughs> So your practice then is with the little challenges that you encounter here through external events and the sometimes somewhat bigger challenges through your mind, whatever narrative your mind is creating around the present moment. And then experience the freedom that comes from facing the present moment without a narrative. It is as it is. This moment is as it is. And you don't add anything to it mentally. You're just present with what is. Suddenly, you feel liberated, and of course, that's you're awakened at that moment of complete alignment with the isness of things. There's, there's no longer an egoic entity there. <laughs> the egoic entity needs for its survival non-alignment with the isness of life, which is always now. I'm say it again. The ego needs for its, its continued survival that sense of non-alignment with the isness of things. It needs to be in, in, have an antagonistic relationship with life that strengthens the ego. And the ego has an antagonistic relationship with life. And what's life? Where does life happen? Always here and now. So the ego has an antagonistic relationship with the present moment. It wants something else. And that something else is never here and now. <laughs> so it's condemned to continuous unhappiness. And it loves its unhappiness. It loves it because it's, it, it's, it, it's sustained by it. it. It is the food for its, it's the fuel for the ego. It's, Unhappiness, it, it loves antagonism, having enemies, great. Nations do it, we need an enemy because we, who are we if we don't have the other? So we need to emphasize the otherness of the other. People do it to other people, but nations can do it also to others. So who is the, who is the bad nation now? We need, we need to find the, these are the, the bad guys. It got to, there was a problem when Soviet communism collapsed because the, this one big enemy suddenly didn't seem to be there. And then for a while they didn't know what to do. Well, then of course came the terrorists and all that, so that's, then the, can, that's fine. And then, uh, <laughs> but now they've discovered that Russia is bad, um, not even without communism. Russia has <laughs> continuously evil intentions to interfere in elections. Of course, United States never do. So, <laughs> so the, the practice then of not adding 
unnecessary narrative to what is, and suddenly you become free, you're just alert. Wow. But what does that imply? What does it imply when we say not adding a narrative? What is a narrative? A narrative is a sequence of thoughts. Hmm. So not adding a sequence of thoughts to the present moment, what it's really saying is there's a space of alert stillness. Because then that means you're not adding a narrative. You're aware, but you're not interpreting, not conceptually. There's a deep knowing in that awareness, but it's not conceptual. There are two types of knowing in this world. One is conceptual, conceptual mind, and the other type of knowing is non-conceptual, and that's far greater. That's intuitive knowing. That's a, that's a, that's the, that is higher intelligence, one could say. When you look at something and you, you know, but you don't call it anything. So you remove, so to, not to add unnecessary mental baggage to what is, implies that you're able for a moment to be, to face whatever is in the state of alert stillness. Like the heat here now, it just is. If you don't complain about it mentally, then it's still, it's not uh, comfortable, or nobody would even say it's comfortable, but you don't have to call it in your mind, it's dreadfully uncomfortable. You don't even have to call it uncomfortable. You know the body would rather be somewhere cooler. It's not a problem. You could get up and go out and cool if that's your choice. Or you can stay and say, this is what is. So if you can't get out, don't, or you choose not to, that's the isness of this moment. And then you become free, as your inner state becomes free of, increasingly, free of external conditions. The external conditions no longer determine your inner state of consciousness. That's an enormous freedom, because until you, that happens, you're at the mercy for your inner state of consciousness, you're at the mercy of what happens continuously. An unpleasant person makes you feel equally unpleasant or disagreeable or even worse. And then you have a nice person, you feel, oh, that's nice. And then something good happens, you feel, oh, great, great. But it never lasts for very long. And then the next thing happens, that's bad. And it's, oh, oh, oh my God. continuously at the mercy of situations, people, and so on. And, and so the reactive, all this keeps the ego, the, the false sense of self, going. So your practice here is then, as much as possible, face the present moment without any narrative and experience the beauty of that. It's easy with nature. You can look at a tree, you can look at the sky, and the many plants here without imposing any narrative on it, you can just watch, wow. Wow is a good word, because wow is ultimately, it's the least conceptual you can be. <laughs> wow is just wow. Yeah. wow. After wow comes nothing, there's just a space. Wow. wow is not really an interpretation, it's just the remnant of an interpretation. Wow, and then there's stillness. I don't know, it's maybe apocryphal, 
apocryphal, but the, they, they, <laughs> I wrote them as Steve Jobs, the iPhone man. When he died, his last word was, wow, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a nice last, last word. If I have to have a last word, why not, wow, <laughs> wow. I will let you go soon, but not quite yet. <laughs> Just a few more minutes, a few more minutes. Don't count the minutes. <laughs> one, one more thing now. While you're here, this is just an additional comment, but all connected with what we've been saying. As much as possible, uh, don't carry around with you, or as little as possible, carry around with you your life situation in your mind. Everybody has a life situation, something that you left at home, a certain set of circumstances and problems. Problems, yes, everybody has them. A certain set of circumstances and problems to do with other people, your job, your health, your financial situation, your living situation. Some of these things get mixed into a particular mixture, uh, configuration, and so there's not a single person who does not have a, a somewhat problematic life situation. When you look back and go things that I, needs to be solved or need, something needs to be sorted out or don't know, big problems, how what's going to happen, you don't know. So you, usually people walk around carrying this burden of their life situation. They're so identified with it, the entire personality is made up of this problematic life situation, and they don't know they're carrying this burden around. And most of the time they think about it. And they think by continuously thinking about it, they must arrive at some kind of solution. But that's not how a solution arises. Focused thinking from time to time, yes. But continuous overthinking is the opposite of finding a solution. It's amplifying the so-called problem and amplifying a problematic sense of self, which is a huge, heavy ego. So don't walk through the beautiful surroundings here with the heaviness of your, your I call it your life situation. You can take it up again when you go home and address your problems. Whatever can be done, you do. What cannot be done, you surrender to. That's fine. But here, this is about something else. It's not about your life situation, it's about finding life. The life that's underneath your life situation, and that is the being. Your life situation is concerned with doing all kinds of things and happenings, but underneath your life situation, there is a transcendent, I sometimes call it a transcendent dimension. There's a sense of beingness, of presence, that is far deeper than your person. It's underneath the person, so to speak. This is why you're here, to, to, to go into this sense of being so that you are not consumed by your life situation and by doing. So this is not denial. This is not denial of your life situation. It's uh, finding the, the transcendent dimension. And once you, you begin to find the transcendent dimension, you're just becoming still here, alert, still, watch, 
transcendent dimension begins to open up. Don't think about your problems here. What point is that? And how do you get out of it if your mind has a certain momentum and you cannot stop thinking the mind? Then just choose certain simple, simple practices, no matter where you are, choose conscious breathing. Even while you're walking, choose conscious breathing into the body and you begin to feel the inner body, you feel the abdomen. I'm developing a Buddha abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> That must be a good thing, I suppose. <laughs> so, abdomen, you feel that, and that takes you out of the mind, it brings you present. Sense perceptions, be alert, look, listen, feel, on the, the, the air on your skin, breathe, the scent, use all, come to your senses, breathe. All these things take you out of the mind, uh, where you, and so that is how you let go of your life situation while you're here and begin to explore the beingness of you, the, I, the deeper I am, the transcendent dimension. And you begin to realize then that who you are is not your historical personality that happens on the surface of life. Yes, you need to deal with stuff. You cannot say, I'm not dealing with anything anymore because it's all an illusion. <laughs> like, uh, you, you have to deal with it, that's part of it. If you deny it completely, then life will show you that that's not the way. <laughs> so you, you have to deal with it, but not be consumed by it. If you're consumed by it, it's a terrible fate. So then you, you ultimately it means you're consumed by your mind because it's the life situation exists and you keep it alive in your mind. And the demands of life are constant, the external demands. The life wants you to do this and that and that and this, this the financial stuff and this, the relationship problems, people are so complicated, oh my God. <laughs> and, and don't be consumed by this. So we are here to find the transcendent dimension so your sense of who you are is derived from there. And then you can deal with the rest. But if your sense of who you are, your sense of identity is derived from the historical person with its problematic life situation, then you're, you're lost, basically. You're lost. You're lost in your life situation, which is overwhelming, and you're lost in your mind, basically. That's what it means. The one Indian teacher described the human condition. What's the human condition? It's basically lost in your mind. <laughs> so. This, the secret then is, where is, does your sense of identity come from? Where do you derive it from? Your sense of identity is, and we will go, be going deeply into that, because my sense of transcendent identity is, is no different from my transcendent identity isn't really mine. I just say like like that. Your transcendent identity is not yours, although sometimes I might use that word, yours. There's a transcendent identity in, in that we are one. In, once you realize that who I am in my essence is identical with who you are in your essence, that's a wonderful realization. And what, if you want to put a word to that essence, you can say is the essence of who we are is consciousness but not my consciousness or your consciousness, we are expressions of the one consciousness. 
temporary incarnations, disguises of the one universal consciousness. So you are this the universe, there's an underlying consciousness that manifests through all the multiple billions of life forms. It incarnates continuously. It is born and dies, is born and dies, is born and dies. And gradually there's an evolutionary process that we cannot possibly understand. But it's there, it's, it's happening. So you are the consciousness of the universe. You're not, in addition to being a person, which seems to be so overwhelming and all-consuming, there's something much more vital and important that you are, and that's the consciousness of the universe, incarnating as a person. But the strange thing is, through facing the problems of the so-called person and the, the challenges, the who you are beyond that begins to emerge more fully. It's, there's again a little paradox. It's through the very things that seem to block the evolution of your consciousness are actually the things that bring it about, the, the things that will uh, intensify your consciousness. And again, as I've said before, on various occasions, that is the deeper meaning of the the Christian cross, which is this, the, whether you're a Christian or not, you're able to see the truth that the Christian cross points to, although some people say, oh, I don't like the cross, it's suffering. No, it's not just suffering. The cross is a torture instrument and it's a symbol for the transcendent dimension, which we could call the divine. The cross is a holy symbol for the divine, but and it's a torture instrument, it's a weird paradox. <laughs> so the, the very thing that's a torture instrument where the archetypal human is being tortured and killed and then transcends that and suddenly the torture instrument becomes something very different. It's a symbol for the transcendent. And so you don't have to be a Christian to see that there's something hidden in that and that applies to everybody's life. So the very thing that seems to block your progress on the path those challenges are actually there to awaken you. And that's a wonderful realization. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.